Hey, Dylan here. Before we roll the intro and get into today's episode, there's something that I quickly want to share with all of you listening to this. So given the current situation in the world, live content is becoming more and more important for SaaS companies right now. Webinars, roundtables, and online events are taking over. And if you've tried running any of these yourself, you know just how difficult they can be. And that's where today's sponsor can help. Restream allows you to broadcast live, engaging video directly from your browser to 30 plus social networks at the same time. They power over 8 million live streams every single month and are already trusted by companies like Cisco, IBM, and Microsoft. And more importantly, I love Restream and I'm using it every single day. So with this sponsorship, they're enabling us to take this podcast and my own live streams to the next level so that we can bring you even better interviews. If you would want to try it out, please visit restree.am forward slash Dylan. That's R-E-S-T-R-E dot A-M forward slash Dylan. It'll take you straight to the homepage and show them that you came from this podcast. They have a great free plan that you can use to test it out. And you'll also get a $10 credit when signing up using that link. So once again, that's restree.am forward slash Dylan. Okay, let's get into today's show and roll the intro. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SaaS Marketing Show, a weekly podcast for founders and marketers within SaaS and B2B tech. You'll be hearing from senior marketers and founders at some of the most exciting companies in the world. You can expect to hear advice, results of experiments, and exactly what's working behind the scenes of some rapidly growing SaaS and B2B technology companies. No top-level BS, actionable stuff only. My name is Dylan Hay, and I'm one of the co-founders of Hay Digital, a PPC and CRO agency that helps SaaS and B2B technology companies grow. I just happen to also be the host of this show. So when we're not interviewing senior marketers or founders, we'll be sharing behind the scenes of our business and exactly what's working for our own customers, many of whom are just like you listening to this podcast. Okay, let's get into today's show. Are you looking for your next scalable acquisition channel? Something that consistently drives new signups and demo requests. Sounds like it's time to introduce PPC. At Hey Digital, we're experts at helping SaaS and B2B technology companies grow with paid ads. Learn more at heydigital.co. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. So I'm really excited for this one. Today, we are joined by Adam Lambert, who is the Senior Content and Digital Marketing Manager at Calendly. So I'd be shocked, Adam, if anyone listening to this doesn't know Calendly, but just in case, I'll say that you guys are the number one meeting scheduling software, allowing people to schedule meetings without that constant back and forth over email. Um, As I said, I know everyone listening to this will know of you guys, so I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dylan. I'm excited to be here, man. It's cool that we're talking from so far away. I'm (laughs) in uh, Midtown, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's nice how this has happened too, because I know that you and I were chatting on LinkedIn a little bit back and forth, and then you posted something about various different SaaS podcasts that you were interested in. And yeah, it's, it's nice to see how this is just, how this has ended up happening. So today, what we're going to do is we are, there's so much we could talk about with Calendly as well, but we're going to try and focus on how you guys have used integrations and integration partnerships to improve 
virality across the product and across marketing, and of course, increase your ARR and MRR numbers. Now, first, before we do that, as we always do on this podcast, I want to just give a bit of context behind Calendly. As I said, most people listening to this will be fully aware of you guys. Um, but when I was starting to research for this episode over the last couple of days, I found this interview on Inc.com with your founder. I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Tope or Tope. I'm not sure how to, how to pronounce. But One Tope. syllable. Okay. Cool. Tope. So I read this interview from, I think it was maybe like August of 2019, where he said at that time the business was approaching $30 million in recurring revenue and growing more than 100% year over year and have been profitable since 2016. So I think it's fair to say based on that and everything that's happened recently, things are going pretty well within the business. Now, I know that you joined the team just a few months ago, actually, right? Back in January. So maybe you could tell me a little bit more and tell everyone listening to this a little bit more about what marketing looks like at Calendly, maybe how the team is structured, what you're looking after, and, and then we can go from there. Sure. I would say marketing at Calendly is really attached to product, but that's just one of, I would say, three core bases that we cover on our marketing team. We're tied to product in that product has its own content team, right? Just making sure we're consistent in what we're saying in the product. People know how to navigate it well, and we're constantly testing there. But on the marketing side, I would say product is kind of first base, so to speak. A second base is, you know, brand, overarching brand and internal brand. And third would be comms, just communications, outbound sort of marketing. Sure. And that's, uh, that's the base I cover. Awesome. Cool. And how, like, how many people roughly are in the marketing team at, at Calendly? Right now we have yeah. about, we have exactly five members, but it's growing rapidly. Awesome. That's cool. I, I'm always interested to find out how different people and different companies have things structured, right? Because you'll have sure. some, some like very early stage SaaS companies with like larger marketing teams and you guys, and then some people like, like you guys currently who are at a significant revenue number and everyone's aware of you. Yeah. To me, that seems like a fairly small team, right? So it must be, it must be interesting. Like I'm, I'm guessing with a team of that size with a business like Calendly, there's, there's lots going on on the, in kind of day-to-day, -day, right? Because I was looking at your, at your LinkedIn profile and I know you said that you cover things like overall demand gen strategy, branding, execution, editing of the like, chief editor across Calendly products. There's things about corporate marketing, social media marketing, event marketing. I'm guessing the team itself, everyone is really kind of grouped together and working on a, a lot rather than just, hey, this is my core lane, right? Sure. So we actually have some very talented people at Calendly. There, there's no, that's an understatement. That's the one thing I like about Calendly that I've never experienced anywhere else. They're so diligent hiring that you can guarantee the person that is over or what you're asking someone to do is, is competent in their work. So, right. but that, that means they are able to do a lot of different things, wear a lot of different hats, but I think where we find our niche and work really well at Calendly is if you're passionate about doing a certain thing, you get to do it. No questions asked. Right. So sure. that's, that's the direction you should head. And what's that for you? What's that like certain thing that you're really passionate about? Oh man, talking to people like you <laughs> <laughs> and no, sincerely trying to get Calendly in front of people who I know it will be useful for just because the, the way our product has spread so virally in and of itself, like when you schedule with me a Calendly meeting, 
I'm exposed to the product and I'm like, wow, that saves some time, you know? So it tends to be used by people who are seeking productivity tools. And that's how, as a marketing team, we like to see uh, brands break is I want the best AE to figure this tool out and keep it to herself, maybe even until the VP finds out about it and says, why are you getting half the sales, right? Or more. And they're just... 30% more productive here, 20% more productive here. So, and it adds up over time massively. And that can happen in recruiting. That can happen in yeah, universities, you know, scheduling all sorts of meetings. It just depends. There's a lot of use cases. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that I really like about everything that you've said so far is at Hey Digital, my agency, so everyone listening to this will know, but we, we run PPC and CRO like campaigns specifically for SaaS companies. And what I found over the last couple of years is that if we can be working with companies who have spent a lot of time being focused on the product and built a really solid product and began with product and then marketing later, like obviously there's anomalies to this too, but often the companies that really focus heavily on product for a significant period of time first, it makes the marketing so much easier when we know that there is a great product. Cause I, I think it's a danger sometimes within SaaS and within software that, you can have this idea, you can build out an MVP, you can go and raise a few million dollars or whatever, and then you start driving traffic to it or people start coming in and you, that's when you discover all of these issues that you need to work on and things that you need to fix, which is fine because that's how it goes for most people. But if you, can, if you can flip the script almost and really focus on product first, it makes the job of someone like you, someone like me, um, so much easier, right? Because you have that extra, not just confidence, but you know that when someone gets their hands on the product, they're going to have a much better experience. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that you guys are focused on Yes, that. you get to tell the truth, yeah. right? <laughs> About what your product does. So th that's really, that's my advice to like people who are asking me because I, I was agency side for years, you know? I worked in consumer packaged goods mostly in like event marketing and switched to SaaS. And the thing I learned quickly in SaaS is you, you what you do if you're going to work for one company for your career and make a bet, pick a really good product and then yeah, work right. there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So let's, let's go into a little bit of talking about how you guys have used integrations before though, just before that one more question. So I know that integrations and that virality is one like huge core component of marketing for you guys. I know you touched on how you kind of break down the marketing team, et cetera, but aside from that product marketing and that integrations marketing, uh, what other, what are the other like core channels that that Calendly are using to grow at the moment? I, I saw that you guys were doing some PPC on Google search. I'm sure there's like lots of content work that goes on, which is probably why, why we're here and having this conversation. But like what, mm -hmm. what are the core components outside of that product led marketing that you guys are focused on day to day? Well, of course, you know, and you guessed it, like the number one way is, is Google ads, right? You want to do that, be where people are looking for you and make sure you're there. The second one we're working on is YouTube. Okay. And the reason you want to place a bet there is it's the second biggest search engine in the world. And, and that goes, that misses a lot of people because they want to make sure, uh, okay, we have our Google covered. Now do we have Bing covered, right? Before you even do that, just let Google test and get on YouTube. So you want to be there where people show up and, and, and are looking for your product outside of just the Google bar itself. 
Yeah, that's actually really interesting because this is kind of a side note, but I, I recorded a couple of YouTube videos about a year and a half ago now. And I, I put a lot of time into keyword research for them on YouTube and it was focused on um, like driving leads through LinkedIn. I noticed that there was a gap or a lot of search traffic on YouTube for LinkedIn lead generation and like LinkedIn automation tools and stuff like that. Sure. And I, I had like a referral partnership with the LinkedIn software like company i created two videos and they're both now at like between i think 15 and 25000 views on the videos with no paid promotion or anything like that and still to this day like a year and a half later i get people using the affiliate link that i had under the video that like it's it's nothing significant but it's like a small side income right and now sure. with this with this podcast we're starting to build out more video content for the agency. Once all this madness in the world is over, we're going to be doing a lot more video content on YouTube as well. So yeah, I, I, like, I like that you guys are leaning into that as well. So let's talk about integrations then, because I think a lot of people will be okay. interested in this. Now, I know one thing that you and I were talking about before we, before we set up this episode, one thing that I was kind of cautious of, I guess, a little bit, is that I know you guys have had a significant... In, or I'm assuming you've had a significant increase in users and signups as a result of the integration that you have with Zoom. And I know you've done a lot of good work around that too recently and some changes around the Zoom integration. Um, but I was kind of aware that, hey, look, Zoom has had this massive peak, right? And I read something today that said they've gone from 10, I think it was 10 million daily active users to 300 million daily active users over the last like month or two months. It was something right. Wild. So... Obviously, you guys have put a lot of work into building that integration relationship with them. So I didn't want to discount that and say, hey, look, it's, it's fluke and it's luck because it isn't. But at the same time, I also know that there'll be people listening to this that will probably go, ah, oh, well, it's easy for them because they've got an integration with Zoom, right? So I want to find out, and I'm also aware that you're only, what, like four, five months into the role at Calendly. So you're probably still sure. figuring a lot of this out too. But maybe from a top level, first of all, you could give us a bit of an overview of what your kind of integration strategy or play looks like at the moment. Sure. So if you can go to our integrations page at Calendly to see all of our integrations, right? Yep. Um, I think it's calendly.com slash integrations. But essentially we've made, to my understanding, to your earlier point, we've made bets on big user bases and companies whose values set them up to win longer term, right? So you want to set up a SaaS integration that'll serve you five years down the road, if not 10 years down the road, because there are these situations where we've seen in, in 2020, where technology can leap forward five years like that. And that went from, to your point, it gained 290 million users, right? And I don't think it's going to be unnatural going forward for us to see these big sudden leaps. So you just want to set yourself up for those, the right bet on the right company whose values structure them for the long term, and whose user bases are pretty solid. Yeah, for sure. And are you, are you guys like constantly on the lookout for those potential other integration, like those, those people that match that? Or how, how are you approaching that? Because obviously, you guys have been around for a while now, you already have some great integrations and, and partnerships. Are you constantly looking for other who who you think might be the next zoom for example it's almost like I, I feel like i'm always asking an investor right like oh are you always looking for the next one to to invest in i guess it kind of is that way but slightly different like are you always looking for potential new integration partners or what does that look like i would to be square with you my yeah. experience so far is we're always listening for them 
So um, generally they're approaching us and, and people who are that proactive with their own product and want to provide that better customer experience throughout their product and want to adopt Calendly as part of their workflow, say, they, they approach us and say, hey, we want to do this. It's going to make for a better product. And generally they've shown themselves have made some sacrifices before that align with the values that got them to see in that far into the future to ask for that. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sure. Okay, that's interesting. So, from I, I'm thinking now from the let's talk about the Zoom integration because obviously that makes the most sense to talk about given the situation as we've covered already. I, I already know the answer to this question partially, but I'm going to ask it because not everyone listening to this will. Like, how have you guys changed your marketing around the Zoom integration, and what have you done? I guess like differently since there's been that boom in Zoom users to make sure that that is an added value to Calendly users, customers, and obviously helped your business grow too. How have you, how have you been approaching the current situation with that integration? Sure. I think the first thing that happened was our executives sit down and made the decision to give Zoom and go to meeting integrations away for free temporarily. So we just saw that our usage was tilting that way very early on. And you can go on Calendly's blog right now and you can see the usage across our first four months, first quarter, basically, and how it's now a third web conferencing tools, right? Most of those Zoom, a quarter of our meetings are now booked directly through Zoom and using the Zoom integration. So it's been, <laughs> it's, it, we've, we've seen increased traffic, but most of the increased traffic is in one slice of the pie. Mm. Isn't that like, it's so interesting too, because I've heard people talking about how Zoom has almost become like a verb of itself. Now people are saying, oh, we're just going to do a Zoom. It's like the- It is. The new That's thing. one of the reasons Zoom has set itself up very nicely to market um, yeah. itself. I mean, I worked for a company previously that was a really good verb and, and now like Calendly, it's a mouthful, but you get it, you know? Mm. And as a marketer, that's, that's something you can't beat. It's a really good name. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because I was having this conversation with somebody a couple of days ago and there's been there's so many other video conferencing phone call softwares out there. It's interesting that Zoom has been the one that like, I've been using Zoom personally for the last maybe four years or something. But it's interesting that this is the one that everyone has gone to versus like, of course, go to webinar or go to meeting is probably doing pretty well. And I'm sure that others have seen increases, too. But I'm, I'm very like interested to watch how Zoom have continued to to do their marketing. Do, do you guys fall into a, or are you conscious of thinking about, okay, when you're doing your marketing now, obviously it makes sense to lean into this Zoom integration and whether it's like additional content around this integration to help people with it or whatever. But are you also aware of like, okay, let's not just put all our eggs in this one basket. I, I'm sure you guys aren't doing that, but how, how are you balancing that play as well between like the, the way that you're marketing the product and the integrations at the moment? Well, the, the first thing we do is just finish what we were working on. Like, uh, kind of no question about it. You know, you want to get done what you had planned to get done. We did have a map charted out and a path charted out for our marketing team and our bases we were trying to cover. And we want to finish what we started. So even if there, for example, there's a project I was working on, I'm not able to release it like right away because it'd be tone deaf right? So you have to balance these things and realize, okay, I can put this on hold, but I'm going to finish it. That way it's just on the shelf. I can take it right off. 
but yeah, you do, you do pivot. One of the things we've done is made an infographic for like teachers. You know, we want to help folks like that who are suddenly pushed into using like tools to connect with students or other faculty and staff. They're, they're just in a pickle all of a sudden. And we saw that they needed a way to schedule. So we gave them an infographic. They can screenshot it, share it. It doesn't matter. We just want to, you know, serve those folks first. And then we've also offered um, to anyone who's working on the front lines on COVID, whether you're like a nurse or a doctor, you don't have to be, right? You can be a researcher. You can be a person working the desk. You can be a person doing EKGs, a phlebotomist. It doesn't matter if you're working there. We want to give you access to as much Calendly as you need. So whether that's a premium integration that we're not offering for free, we want to give that away for free too. Interesting. Okay, cool. And just just one other question on integrations whilst we're, whilst we're here yeah. too. Do you have any advice or like what advice would you give when it comes to um, anyone? So any, everyone listening to this podcast will be a SaaS founder, a SaaS marketer um, sure. from various different sizes. So we get early stages that watch and listen to this because they're looking to learn from the experts. We get people at companies like you listening to this as well. From what you've picked up so far over your time at Calendly and from what you've learned at the, from the team around you and the way that business is done, like what tips would you give for making sure that your integrations that you do have for like building those into successful relationships? How would you like, how would you focus your attention on integrations? I would say to set your SAS up with integrations that are going to serve it five to 10 years down the road and bet on the biggest user basis, right? It'll begin to happen more frequent with technology that we make really large multi-year jumps with software tools like we've seen with web conferencing in 2020 like especially zoom it will be common in our lifetime to see a billion people adopt a new software app in a month and and we just have to realize that those swings are going to happen and it could be a cultural shift it could be a worldwide health shift we just don't know what's going to be the catalyst for those things but set yourself up for when those tech leaps take place that you're going to land on your feet. And that's my advice for integrations. That's great advice. Thank you. I'm interested. Like when you're saying that it's making me think in my mind, Oh, I wonder what, like it's so fascinating to try and figure out what that situation could be like, or what that next huge shift could be. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to keep an eye on because I think even within, within the SaaS world, like with all the people that I'm speaking to, the kind of common integrations that everyone seems to be going down the route of right now is Zapier, for example, seems to be like the most go-to one at the moment because of the obviously ability to connect with so many different platforms. Absolutely. And that I know that their integrations kind of marketing and partnerships work very well from a co-marketing perspective too, when you've built up a good enough user base, like through their connections. And then most of the people that I'm speaking to are often looking at, let's say like large CRM integrations or things that are, I think the thing that I would say actually based on my previous SaaS experience and the experience from the companies that we work with is when you are looking at integrations, yes, look at those ones with the large user bases. Yes. Look at the ones that you think have the potential to grow, but also be looking at the ones that are potentially business critical for your customer or your user. Because for example, when I was at Leadfeeder, the sales intelligence platform, we played pretty heavily into our integration with Pipedrive, the CRM system. 
because we knew that, okay, if a business is using a CRM system, we know how much of a pain it is to move over to another CRM system. So if we can build a good integration with that and it works really nicely together, it's going to be a much stickier integration than something that's just nice to have. It becomes a need to have. So that would maybe be, be my advice on integrations as well, because I think that would be useful for some people listening to this. Absolutely. If you're business critical, if you're sticky and it's not only hard to switch, but painful to switch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Align yourself with those people. They've built billion dollar businesses. Exactly. For sure. Okay. So I have two questions that I've started to ask it towards the end of all of these podcast episodes. One reason is selfish. One reason is because I want to find out the best kind of, um, angles for content that we can be creating. So at Hey Digital, we're putting a lot more effort into our content marketing. We're relaunching our website in a couple of weeks. And I want to make sure that we're putting together good, useful stuff for our kind of target persona. But then the other reason is because I know people listening to this will be really interested in this. So the first question, and hopefully you don't mind me just putting you on the spot here, Adam, but the, the first question is what's one thing in marketing at the moment that is challenging for you or that you're finding difficult at the moment? The thing that came to my mind is not something that I'm finding difficult, but I think marketers and advertisers are finding difficult. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And that is how to balance tact across cultures right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, and, and it's just very tough. The American culture is a very unique one, just where we're keen to, we have a lot of ambitious people here. So we're a very eager culture. And I, I think sometimes we can fall on deaf ears in other places, but I think that's something uh, that I'm seeing anyway as an American that's that's tough to balance right now. Mm, that's actually a really good a really good point. I was talking. Well, I've had this kind of conversation with quite a few people on the podcast about how we how we produce content and put content out there that is still interesting for people and useful for people, but also isn't tone deaf, like you you mentioned earlier on. And it is a, it is definitely a challenge, and especially with advertising. What we've seen with some of our customers, of course, it varies on product to product, industry to industry. Because, for example, one of our customers is like a project management software. And for those right. guys, now is a better time than ever because more people are working remotely, more people need the support, and more people need to be onboarding these kind of tools. So with them, it's like we've actually increased ad budget and increased ad spend, but we're focusing on messaging a lot more towards the educational standpoint of like, okay, this is how you can onboard a software like this, or this is how this kind of software can help your team when working remotely, for example. We've tried to cut back a little bit on our, I guess you would call them like direct response ads, where it's like the pushing for, hey, this is our tool, this is how great it is, and this is why you should purchase it. Right, you're, you're how marketing instead of why marketing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's kind of just one quick way, but I maybe I can put together something about that on what we're seeing, because I think that's a really good point. Okay, and then to, to round things off on a on like a positive note as well, what's one thing that you guys are doing right now across marketing that you're like either really, really proud of or um, is working really well for you guys? And you can't say that the integration I want I want something slightly slightly different right <laughs> no I've got a great answer we are doing employee brand marketing hmm. we are recruiting really good talent in Atlanta and ev everywhere from a lot of places to work at Calendly we're growing really fast and investing in some just video around employee brand marketing and that sort of thing making more spotlights uh, available on our blog 
just sharing more on social. We want more talent and we want really good talent. So that's something we're making an effort to do and it's working really well. Awesome. That's really good to hear. I think it also, that works great for hiring, but it also works great for brand affinity and conversion as well. I, I talked to Drift about this on a couple episodes back about how... Oh, great. Uh, you talked to Dave Gerhardt, huh? No, uh, not yet. I actually had Bill King who leads their ah. SEO and paid acquisition at Drift. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Bill was telling me about how like all the work that they've done with brand and personal brand across their employees too, just makes his job 10 times easier with conversion from ads and SEO and everything else that he's doing. So yeah, that's cool. For anyone listening to, to this, like, is there a quick place that you can recommend that they go to find out about some of the positions that you're hiring for? I'm guessing it's like calendly.com slash hiring or something. Where can they, where can they go? I'm sure they can go to Calendly online, just put in Calendly They'll jobs and Google. Um, you'll find it. I, I can't remember the URL. Off the top of my <laughs> that's head. fine. Apolog- no apologies. But if you connect with me on LinkedIn, Adam Lambert, I'll recommend you. I'm happy to do that. If you heard about it through Mr. Hayes podcast here. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Adam, it's been really cool having you on. It's been great learning a bit more about how you guys have things structured in general marketing in integrations. I know that this will have been a really useful episode for everybody listening. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Let's talk again when Calendly is about 10 times bigger. <laughs> <laughs>